This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Good morning and welcome to the Sober Yoga Show. I'm Kate Bendel, I'm the host of this show and this show is for you if you are somebody who drinks a little bit too much sometimes or if perhaps you're someone who drinks way too much a lot of the time or even if you know somebody who would be either of those things. In this show we talk about how yoga can be a useful tool in dealing with problem drinking. So today what we're going to talk about is this idea that in a general way addiction can be seen by some and Gabor Mate, some of you may know his work, He has been fairly outspoken in bringing this idea into popular, the popular mindset, this idea that addiction or taking too much of a substance beyond the point of it being pleasurable and it's slipping into the the zone where it's actually bringing damage into our lives, that this is some form of disconnection is going on and the remedy, the the way to write this process is through connection. So Gabor Mate also talks a lot about trauma and yoga in some ways has a similar view but not necessarily quite as nailed down to saying that trauma is the cause of using substances too much which I kind of think in an essence that's what he says. Yoga sees it slightly differently and more broadly and saying that that could be a reason for some people but it's not the reason that everybody does it. So if we look at that the drinking, and we can talk about drinking here on a continuum, there's no kind of magic place on the scale where you could sort of say, well, anyone who crosses this line is drinking too much. It's a very, very individual process, and what is too much for one person is not the same as for another. And there are tests out there you can do. You can go online and if you're listening to this, you possibly maybe have even done that already um, to determine is your drinking a problem? Are you a problem drinker? Or even more old-fashioned is this question people sometimes feel that they need to ask themselves is am I an alcoholic? That that term doesn't even exist in yoga, so I don't use that term in this conversation. However, I know for some people, if you're following a 12-step program, using that term can be helpful. It can be a form of identification that helps you actually address what's going on and move on and start moving into the solution. So by all means, if it's a term that you use and it's personally helpful, of course, use it. Um, Whereas yoga 
sees things more in terms of that all of us are just individual beings who have patterns. Some of these patterns are helpful and some of these patterns are destructive. And we all have both. And I think that's one of the liberating things about using the yoga framework to view drinking through is that there's no moralizing, there's no stigma. It's like every single person on the face of the earth has some really positive habits and attributes and patterns that they live their life by and equally we all have some negative, destructive or constricting habits and patterns that are disturbing our life. And for yoga what it says is that what they're disturbing really is is not necessarily so much the bad or terrible or hopeless things that happen but they are getting in the way And what they're getting in the way of is very important when it comes to this idea of connection or disconnection. The yoga philosophy says that all of us have within us this potential. There is this potential for us to live our life, or you could, it's called dharma is one of the words, and that's what we're here for, to reach our potential. And it's unique. Your potential is unique to you and that's what your life here is about, is to reach your potential. And so when we look at problematic drinking in terms of reaching your potential, yoga would say the drinking becomes an obstacle. It's something in the way of you reaching your potential. Just like uh, for somebody else, a particular illness or a particular disease or an accident can become an obstacle for them. Everybody has obstacles. It is part of the process of moving through life, is meeting our obstacles and and having to go deep within to overcome the obstacle. So even though it sounds corny and cliched, in some ways, if you're having an issue with drinking, it's not necessarily a bad thing. Even though it can feel like a really bad thing and you just want it gone and often we just want to be able to drink. If we're in the early stages of facing this issue or sometimes for people it lingers a long time, there's this desire to be able to drink like everybody else. Some people might fall into that category, and some of us don't. I spent a lot of time investing in that idea that I could somehow, somehow drink like other people could drink. And it was sort of took me 10 years to prove that, in fact, that was not the case. So yoga would say that... The answer, whether you can drink like other people or that actually you can't, is ultimately really destructive for you and you need to let it go. You're only going to find that out through a process. It's not going to be something that you instantly know. And that process itself is a process of yoga. In yoga, there's this three-step process where we take an action we reflect on the action 
and then we hand it over. We let let it go. We don't obsess about it. So in that way, you can start looking at how you're drinking and the consequences of your drinking. But the only way that this process in yoga is useful is if we apply the concept of satyam, which is truth. So when we reflect on our behavior, it's only going to be useful if we can be honest with ourselves about what's actually really going on, what really happens for me. And this can be quite challenging. I know when when we are drinking more than we wish we were drinking, it can be really hard to be honest because there's kind of like this internal battle going on. There's part of us, this deeper part of us often that is like waving a red flag and saying, no, this isn't okay. And yet there's a lot of us that is invested in maintaining this drinking because on some levels it's serving a purpose. There's part of us that really wants to be able to continue drinking. So this practice of satyam honesty can fluctuate. It's not something that we necessarily arrive at initially because uh, I know for me and a lot of other people I work with and talk to who have issues around drinking, dishonesty and secrecy seem to go with the territory because for various reasons it seems or feels impossible to be honest really about how much we're drinking or the inner turmoil or pain that it's causing us. So yoga is a very forgiving process in that it is based on humanity as it is and it realizes that we're complicated and we all have areas of weakness as well as areas of strength. So yoga, the very first word in the yoga sutras is atta. And that means now. You just start, you begin where you begin. You don't have to be a a particular anything to start yoga. Sometimes I think people can look at images of the yoga that we are sometimes seen in social media and it looks like all these healthy people pursuing a healthy habit which is really misleading. Yoga is to lead us from suffering, out of suffering, from dukkham to sukham, from suffering to, to joy. So when we come to yoga, it makes sense that we're coming in a state of not feeling good. We're coming because we have a problem. We're coming to yoga because there's something that's not okay in our lives. And so... You can come with any level of a drinking issue. You can come with all sorts of character defects, as they're called in the 12 steps. You're a really good candidate to start yoga when there's major issues and major problems going on in your life. Because it's only then, it's that moment of acceptance It's only from that that any progress can be made. And so the same goes in terms of if you're in a place where you're not really able to be completely honest with yourself, you can still start yoga. 
And over time, with the practice, what you learn is to come closer and closer to your true nature and to be more comfortable in your own skin and more comfortable with your own reality. So that is the process of yoga. And you might be quite surprised if you're listening to this to think, wow, is that yoga? I thought yoga was um, doing particular postures. Particular postures can be part of yoga. They don't have to be part of yoga. Yoga is a process and we use lots and lots of tools. It's just the postures is one of the more commonly used tools here in the West at the moment. So that's often what people think of when they think I'm going to do yoga. But there's other ways to do yoga that are not based on the posture. There's lifestyle habits, there's dietary habits, there's study, there's breath work, there's sound, there's visualizations, there's meditations, there's many, many ways to engage in the process of yoga and all of them have one thing in common and what they have in common is this idea that they are helping you connect with and you think connect with what they are there to help you connect with the deepest part of yourself in yoga the language may be slightly different from what you're used to and each tradition or belief structure has their own language to describe this but it is this idea that there is a deeper aspect to ourself and then there's the more external layers of ourself. So in yoga, they've got these lovely names. The deepest part, the inner part, is called things like Purusha or Jiva or Drashta. And this part is the part of you that is never changing. And it has two qualities. One of these, and it's heavy with these qualities. One of the qualities is Jnana, so it has knowledge. It has clarity. It knows. It it has an essence of truth to it. And the other one is ananda, which is bliss or joy or happiness. So when we connect with this deeper part of ourselves, that is how we feel. That is the experience that we have. It's of the sense of clarity. So there's just this clearness, this still knowing. And there's also this joy. It's not it's not joy, it's not ecstasy. It's happiness, you could say. It's positivity. There's a vibrancy to it. And that's the state of yoga. That's where our mind gets us into this state. And you can experience this state of yoga doing other things, and I'm sure you have. You know, sometimes there's moments where we look up to the stars at night and we can feel it. Or maybe you do gardening or maybe you do surfing. Maybe you paint or dance or something. There will be something in your life where you have that connection with the deepest part of yourself. And it's from here that we can build strength it's from here that we can be the the master the director of our life 
when we're in connection with this place, it is easy to not drink. When we're sitting in this place of inner connection, it's like we're in contact with our consciousness, our higher self, our deepest, truest self, which is not interested in doing anything that is negative or destructive. So the challenge is we also have this other aspect of ourself, which in yoga is called prakriti. And prakriti is made up of the mind and the senses, and it changes. It changes depending on the time, the season, the place. It's constantly changing. And the senses make a big part of this aspect of ourselves. And our senses are constantly pulled, you know, they're pulled by sights, sounds, smells, and this this pulling of the senses draws our consciousness away from this deeper part of ourselves. So we kind of are living in this outer realm, which we do need to be in sometimes. It's it's It has its place and its function. But if you're someone who's having difficulty with drinking, it's like that is the realm where your habits and your memories also lie. So there will be a whole lot of patterns in this prakriti, this outer part of yourself that are connected with drinking that will be triggering and driving you to drink more often or more frequently same thing, um, or drink more quantity than, than the deeper part of yourself actually wants you to. And you may have experienced this yourself. It's like there's moments when you're really clear that you know you want to cut down or you know you want to stop completely, and you just know it. It's the truth. It's like this inner certainty about that thing. And then you get baffled by three days later, three weeks later, a month later, whatever, you go against, you do the absolute opposite of what that inner knowing was was urging you to do. And in yoga, it's like you have moved into the realm of prakriti and you're no longer in control. You, your deeper self, are no longer the master of your actions and other things, the senses, are, are driving your actions. So a yoga practice over time teaches you ways to connect to this deeper self, ways to come home. And there's different paths and different methods in acknowledgement that we're all different. We're all made up of different patterns, different preferences, and that what works for one person may not work for another. So doing asana for some people definitely works and they go to a yoga class and they feel that deep connection. For other people who that may be um, ritual is a more significant path for them and by lighting a candle and saying a few silent words to themselves that may connect them deeply. So if you're at home listening to this and you're wondering well what is my path of yoga you can try, You can even at home, without even engaging with a yoga teacher or a yoga class at this stage, if you're just experimenting, you can try a few things because you know 
It's just a matter of kind of becoming conscious of it. You can try. What happens for me if I close my eyes and just concentrate on my breathing and take a few breaths? Does that connect me deeply? If it does, there you've found a way. If it doesn't, try another way. Do I need to read a sacred text? And it doesn't have to be from the yoga lineage. It can be from any lineage. Does that help me connect? Or do I need to go out in nature and move? Does that connect me? Or do I need to meditate or listening to music or singing or chanting? You will already have some in your life, ways that you know that bring you internal rather than external. And that is what yoga formalizes and gets very specific instruction about and there's clear pathways. And if you want to kind of look into it further, it is worth finding a teacher or getting some guidance. But even if you're not at that stage yet, you can certainly just start exploring in your own life what takes me in and what takes me out and begin to understand that the treasure is going within it's from that place that you will be able to make some conscious choices and conscious actions from that place of inner knowing when you're out there in the outer layer there's all sorts of things at play and some of them if you've got a problem with drinking some of them are really destructive and they're pretty hard to break when you're just working on that layer they have a momentum of their own often and the the way to break that momentum is to go in and find a greater source of power basically so i hope that's helpful and also inspirational to you um you have been listening to kate um i've been sober a long time now and i use yoga as my way of staying sober i do work individually with people as well as just taking one class in town at the moment so my website if you're interested in looking is katebendel.org and yeah there's a way on there for you to chat to me as well if you just want to ask me some questions happy to help and equally if you are listening to this and have particular questions or issues that you would like me to address in future shows please reach out this show really is to be of help to you I know what a struggle it is alcohol can really just be such a a trap it can stop us just getting on and living the life that we know is there for us and it can also harm people around us so if if there's any way that these things on the show that you want me to cover just reach out to me my email address is on the website so thank you for listening and I hope there was something in today's show that feels like it can help you as you look at this this thing called drinking okay thanks for listening
This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.